Hello, 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 good day and welcome to another episode of After School History. I am, as always, your genial host, Anthony J. Ashatino. And my, my, the number of things to talk about. Goodness, I apologize for not posting last week. Um, some health issues in the way, but I am back and ready to rock and roll here. <clears throat> so... I suppose the first thing we should talk about is uh, that justice, uh, we have a new Supreme Court justice uh, in the the Supreme Court, Justice Ketanji Brown Jackson. And, you know, everyone wants to be like, oh, it's so wonderful to have, uh, you know, a black woman. I'm more of like, it's so wonderful to have a competent justice taking the position. Now, she happens to be a black woman, and that's wonderful as well. I, I'm, not, I'm not saying we shouldn't, and I'm not saying that we shouldn't try and bring things out. I'm often reminded of the late, great uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg when they asked her, how many women should the Supreme Court have? And she said, nine. And they said, holy cow, isn't that a lot? That's everyone. And she goes, well, we've had nine men on the Supreme Court for how many years? And I was like, Very well played here. Uh, Loved her. She should have... um, And I know this is not the most popular thing. She should have retired under President Obama when he had uh, the Senate uh, because then we wouldn't have uh, half of the problems we have now. But, you know, listen, it was her choice to make. You got to respect it. She didn't want to, and uh, this is where things go. But anyway, um, so the Supreme Court is still a majority conservative for those of you who have been following, um, which is probably not a lot. But, you know, it's funny. When I was in middle school, we would we would go, um, you know, me and a couple of my buddies, you know, we would just go down roll call of like senators and representatives. It was it was crazy. Uh, But anyway, so we've got that. Now, we've also got a lot of other stuff to talk about and and precious little time in which to talk about it because I want to keep this to half an hour just so that those of you who like listening to things uh, that I put out there, you know, don't have to think, oh, my God, I have to listen to an hour. First of all, uh, Ramadan Kareem to those of my Muslim followers. Um, It's a little, a belated Ramadan Kareem. Um, for those who don't know, Ramadan, the Muslim holy month, um, is now underway. It's been underway for about a week, um, and it will be underway until the beginning of May. Um, no eating, no drinking, no, arguably, no consumption of tobacco, and no... Uh, no uh, shenanigans with the opposite sex or the same sex, though I think that goes without saying, um, during daylight hours. And uh, I remember when I was in Egypt in 2001, 2002 for Ramadan, um, it was actually one of my favorite things in the world. I loved it. I loved it, loved it, loved it. We woke up early and we put a spread out. Now, mind you, the spread got thinner <laughs> as the weeks went by. But we had to spread out, you know, everything. And everyone would, would eat until 
the adhan, or the call of prayer, went out for the morning, which signaled the, the beginning of the fast. And then that was it. Once the beginning of the fast went on, everyone stopped eating, drinking, whatever. And then it went until the evening. And in the evening, the adhan would go out again for the, the, uh, the not the night prayers, but the, there are multiple prayers. Those of you who know in Islam, you know, I, I really have to do um, a podcast about religion. Um, I'm a little worried about that because of how certain people may react, but, you know, I've gotten to this point right now in my life where I really, uh, yeah, I also just don't care. And I'm like, go ahead and, and, and bring the arguments to me. But the bottom line is, and I don't think that anyone will argue this point, um, <clears throat> so there are five prayers in, uh, there are five times for prayers in uh, the uh, uh, Muslim tradition. There's your early morning prayer, there's your noon prayer, there's your afternoon prayer, there's your evening prayer, and then there's your night prayer. So five different times. And uh, Ramadan requires you to fast to avoid all of that stuff from the time of the, where the sun crosses the horizon up until it goes down. So basically what we're talking about is we're talking about from the beginning of the, the first prayer until what we call the Maghrib or the evening prayer, okay? Now after that, it's traditional that Muslims have a feast. And my goodness gracious, when I was in Egypt, it was, it, it's considered, which, you know, really puts Islam on the map for religions, which are, and I know, I know again, people will be like, oh, it's ISIS and, you know, Al-Qaeda and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? Listen, these idiots are the outliers, okay? Overwhelmingly, Islam is a positive and good religion, which has things for people that are really good. Uh, and by saying really good, I mean feeding people who are hungry. There is an obligation to take care of people who are less fortunate than you. Um, how is this a bad thing? How is it a bad thing that a religion is, says, listen, what you've gotten, you've gotten through whatever, but you need to take care of the people who are less fortunate. That's a good thing. I like it. I do. Like it a lot. So you can, you can continue, and, and there would be tables set out in... Uh, I was living in uh, uh, Zamalek at the time, and uh, in Zamalek... There were tables set out. And it was the same in every district in Egypt and I'm sure in every country in the Middle East. And, you know, people would, you know, you didn't have to register. You could just come, sit down, and people would bring out food. And you could eat a dinner, okay? And it was great. And then the rest of the night was left to, you know, enjoying things, you know? It was... uh and it was great because, you know, when you haven't had anything all day, um, the, the stuff you have in the evening becomes even more tasty. And we would have that and the, the food and the shisha and everything was great. All right. So we've got that. So it's Ramadan Karim. 
And in uh, a little less than a month, I'm going to hopefully be wishing all of you Kula Santa and Tataib, you know, a, a happy next year of everything. We've also, though, we've had a continuation of what's going on in Ukraine. Um, so, yeah. Um, Russia has now gotten to the point where they're like, we're going to murder everyone and just hope that you decide that it's not worth it anymore. Um, they're following the playbook from World War II, um, you know, and they're hoping that it'll work. Won't work, by the way. Ukrainians and any of my Ukrainian followers, bless you. Bless you. You have stood up to fascism. Um, You know, here at After School History, we don't always take sides on political issues. But we do stand for certain things, okay? Now, I I have friends that are conservative in the traditional sense and liberal in the traditional sense. People who argue with me about, like, you know, Issues of government intervention on wage requirements by companies. Uh, people that argue about, uh, you know, government oversight of industry. That's fine. We can debate that. What we can't debate, what we shouldn't debate, what I will not tolerate debate of, is when governments decide they're just going to murder people outright. That's where I draw the line. You'll forgive me, and if you won't forgive me, then I don't want your forgiveness. Um, I, this is ridiculous. Uh, what's going on right here is uh, ridiculous is me being nice. This is immoral. It is unethical. Russia right now is murdering people, murdering civilians, and they're doing it because they want... Um, Ukraine to be like, oh my god, stop killing our people. Okay, okay, you can have what you want. And unfortunately, appeasement doesn't work. It doesn't ever work. Okay? Um, I argued the other day, I was talking with a friend about the Sudetenland in Germany. If you don't know that, go look it up. I don't have the time right now to, to talk about Sudetenland in Germany. But there's argument about Russians in, in Ukraine, and it's like, this is, this is a bunch of malarkey. Okay? Russia are getting their military forces handed to them on a silver platter. Ukrainians are not surrendering. They're never going to surrender. Okay? They're not going to. They're going to fight. If it takes a year, it takes a year. If it takes five years, it takes five years. If it takes ten years, it takes ten years. They're going to grind Russia down. Okay? Russia's forgetting a lot of the lessons, which they used very successfully, by the way, uh, against European powers invading Russia, okay? Um, and this is, this is a complete and total disaster for them. Um, they are losing soldiers at a, an unprecedented rate, including officers. They're losing uh, aircraft um, they're losing, you know, um, um, uh, what, what do we call them? The you know, tanks and also APCs aren't personnel carriers. Um, Ukrainians are, are really just whooping them. And we're helping. 
the United States is helping, as they should, okay? Fighting fascism is, I believe, a moral obligation for all countries. I do. Because fascism is bad. You know, in class the other day, and I... <laughs> I could get in trouble for saying it, but I really don't care at this point. You know, I'm, I'm just like, whatever. that's right. I said it and I'll say it again. I was like, oh, it'd be like a, a bus full of Nazis just went off a cliff. And I'd be like, oh, man, what a shame that that bus crashed. Do the owners of the bus company, were they able to get anything? Yeah, because here's the thing. Nazis are bad people. I don't care what you're doing. If you're a Nazi, you're a bad person. And it's the same with fascists, which Nazis were. If you're a fascist, you're a bad person. Stop being a bad person. Start having empathy for other human beings, and then you can be a good person again. But I don't have any sympathy at all for people that are bad I do feel for the Russian conscripts. I do feel for the Russian soldiers that are being forced in, but, and I, listen, I know this podcast right here is listened to by students that I know. So I have to be, I have to be a little tactical in the way I describe things. If you really want to know about things, email me, okay? Uh, go on my Twitter, go on my Instagram, okay? Antonius Optimus. Um, email me, acheron2 at AOL.com, and be like, listen, uh, what, what are you talking about? But I have to be delicate because I don't want my students to get in trouble because I say a word or two that ends up being on the verboten list. But... The Russians are doing horrible things. Horrible, horrible things. Things that I wish you couldn't even imagine. Now, coming back to the United States, um, things here are not looking too good, are they? If you are a liberal, I mean, if you're a, if, if you're a fascist, they're looking great. It's looking top of the line. But what we've got right here is we've got states passing legislation, which goes, first of all, it goes against federal legislation, which you can't win. But don't let, let's see what happens when the Supreme Court, which is a six to three conservative majority, let's see what happens when they vote. But also it, it interferes with things like um, interstate commerce. So there was a case, and I wanted to bring this up. There was a case of a young woman, 26, in Texas, being charged with murder. Murder. Held on $500,000 bail. Now you would be like, my God, what did she do? She vivisect someone and was threatening to go after other people. Oh, no. No, no, no. She um, apparently received the pill uh, Mephristophilophilophilophilophilophilophilophilophilophilophilophilophilophilophilophilophilophilophilophilophilophilophilophilophilophilophilophilophilophilophilophilophilophilophilophilophilophilophilophilophilophilophilophilophilophiloph
Um, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know the exact pronunciation, but anyway, it's an ant. It's a, it's an a, it's a abortion pill, and she used it to induce a medical abortion. Apparently, we're still getting, and I say apparently because we're still getting the facts. Well, anyway, the hospital, which, by the way, is in no way in violation of a HIPAA agreement, reported her to the sheriff's office, which arrested her. Okay, so now we've got women being arrested. Now, since then, I'm going to be, uh, you know, because unlike some people on the web, I am always honest with you, my faithful listeners, um, I, and, and I will always be honest with you. I will, I, whether it's pro what I believe in or against what I would like to believe, I will always be honest. So the attorney general in the area dismissed the charge of murder, okay? That's good. Yay. Yay, attorney general in the area. But the issue is, how do you charge a woman with murder for having an abortion? Because abortion is legal in the United States. And until the Supreme Court, which it may well decide that Roe versus Wade should be kicked back to the states, um, it, is, it is not legal to charge women with murder for abortion. Now, in other states, in Texas, for example, which is one of the states, which, by the way, if you're in Texas and you're a liberal, I hate to say this, but get out. Come to New Jersey, um, especially if you're intelligent. Come here. We welcome you. You can be part of a great state, the greatest state that's ever stated. Or go to places like Pennsylvania, uh, 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 go from Texas to New York, Massachusetts. Come up here. You know, we, we welcome you with open arms. But here's the thing. So, until the government says that Roe versus Wade, which is the Supreme Court definition that legalized abortion across the board, until they overturn that or until they, they modify it to a point where states can decide what we're going to uh, you know, adjudicated on the six weeks abortion, whatever, all that malarkey. Um, they can't arrest people. Now, what they've done is Texas and other states have said, well, we're going to have people able to sue. Sue who? Sue people if they've had an abortion. And it'll be a civil case. Well, you know what? Here's the thing, though. You, that's not a criminal case. So you can't be arrested. If it's a civil case, and this is a great lesson, those of you who are interested in the law, and I really hope some of my listeners are, I, some of my students have expressed an interest in going into the law. And I have uh, one of my best friends in the world, um, and I'm not going to mention his name right now. If you want his name, e e email me or text me, and then I'll ask him if it's okay. But one of my best friends in the world uh, is brilliant. He's a highfalutin lawyer in New York, but he's a, he's genius. He's genius. But you can't the the state if if it's not a criminal case, the state's not going to arrest you here. Uh, if, if it's a civil case, you can be charged with things, and that's what they're trying to do. 
But arresting a woman for having procured an abortion is illegal. That's not what it is. But but what it does is it does something called it sets a tone. Now, likewise, one of the other things I wanted to talk to you, my devoted listeners, about, Governor Whitmer, who, by the way, if you're listening to me, Governor Whitmer, which she's not, but if any of you know her, if any of you want to take the time, forward this, um, forward this podcast to Governor Whitmer of the great state of Michigan. They've basically dismissed all charges against the guys who were trying to kidnap her and hold her hostage. This is outrageous. It encourages people. You know, I, I, I really, I hate to do this because everyone always accuses you of like, oh, you have to do the Hitler thing. You know what? There's a reason why we do the whole Hitler thing. Because Hitler was a horrific character and because the Nazis are bad and evil people, and I will say this right now, which I, I got in trouble for a little bit at school, but it is always okay to punch a Nazi. Do it and tell them that Anthony J. Ashatino said it was okay to do this. I will happily face that court charge. Like, yeah, did you say that? Yes, I did. I said punch a Nazi. But here's my thing. Hitler and company tried to overthrow Germany in 1923. The beer hall push. You can read about it. You can look it up. I won't go into tremendous detail. They were unsuccessful. But the German courts, which were pretty much stacked with right-wing characters, were sympathetic to Hitler. And Hitler argued in his defense, and he was like, I'm only trying to make Germany great again. You know, MAGA, make Alemania great again. Well, it doesn't stand for that, but you know. Anyway, he did that, and then all of a sudden, a few years later, after he got out of jail, because, you know, you know, we don't we don't we don't really need to keep white people in jail for that long. And if you're black and smoking marijuana, you need to go to jail for 20 years. But if you're white and you've done something, you know, come on. Who hasn't threatened to kidnap, torture, you know, and murder the governor of a state? I mean, who hasn't done that, you know? Actually, the overwhelming majority of people haven't done that, but, you know, there are some people that have, and they're acquitted. And the lesson they've learned from this is, hey, I can do this and get away with it. It's like so many people that were involved in January 6th, where it's like, you know, these people in olden days, these people would all be, uh, you know, swinging in the breeze, as we say. But they're not. And the message to them is, look, you messed up. Don't mess up again. And the don't mess up again is not the whole like, listen, you screwed up, don't screw up again in the sense of don't do it again. It's a message that says the next time you try this, the next time you try and overthrow the government, do the right darn job. And to me, that's exactly the message that's being sent out. The message being sent out to all of these people is, yeah, you screwed up. You couldn't overthrow the government on January 6th because you were a bunch of idiots, because 
you, you didn't do things the right way. Don't screw up again. Not don't try and overthrow the government again. Next time you do it, make sure you do it right. Make sure that those gallows you set up, gallows. And if you don't know what a gallow is, it's basically a place where a noose is hanged for someone to, to hang someone, okay? Make sure you get the right people in those gallows. Again, I've said it before, I'll say it again. I have absolutely every belief, and I've. Uh, this is not just me speculating wildly. This is me saying simply what I've read from these people. Had they captured Nancy Pelosi, had they captured Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, they would have hanged them, okay? They would have killed them. They went into their offices. They destroyed their offices. And you had people like the president who were encouraging this, the president at the time. You had members of the staff that were encouraging this. This is not, and again, before you said, oh, you're anti-Trump. I am anti-treason. And if you want to accuse me of anything, accuse me of being anti-treason. I will happily, happily defend that. Go ahead. Go ahead. Bring me before the, 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 the judges and the juries. Being like, listen, all I ever did was speak out about the fact that I am anti-treason. I do not believe people should have tried to overthrow the government, okay? I never have, and I've lived through different governments. I mean, listen, in 2000, and I was in college, I didn't, I didn't particularly like that Bush won, but I was like, he won. And there are questions about that. Listen, there are questions about that election. But at the end of the day, when they decided, listen, this is what the deal is. You can either decide, you know, I, I'm... I, <laughs> Earlier today, I coached my daughter's, um, you know, soccer team to America, football to the rest of the world. And there was a point where I, I felt the official made a very bad call. It was about a penalty in the box. And uh, I don't, listen, I could get into it. I don't want to. The bottom line is, at one point, the official said, listen, this is the decision and that's it. And I said, okay. You know what, girls? This was the decision. I don't think it was the right decision, but you know what? Nothing's going to change. We have to we have to get on with life. I felt the same way in 2000. I felt the same way in 2004. I felt the same way in 2016. Okay? You have to deal with things. You have to move on. Doesn't mean you have to be happy. Doesn't mean you can't fight against it later. And in other ways. But you can't, you can't keep arguing the point. So with that said, I, um, I, I feel that, you know, this is something, you know, every, everything considered, we need to continue fighting against, fighting against treason, fighting against sedition. It's not about whether you're conservative or liberal. It's not, okay? There are conservatives in this country who are loyal to the country. They support the ideas and the ideals upon which this country was founded. And I applaud them. I do. I applaud them. 
I know some of my liberal compatriots will, you know, come after me for that, but I, I, I don't care. Again, you're dealing with, uh, you're dealing with Ash right here, and, and he doesn't particularly care about this stuff. I do what I see is best fit for things. Um, you know, you have to, but you have to look at the fact that a lot of these guys are really just not good people. And they're trying to overthrow democracy in this country. They want fascism established in this country. And it's a bad thing. It's a very, very bad thing. So that's what we've got going on. We're at a situation right now where we uh, thankfully have a Supreme Court that has another strong liberal member. And I say it's a good thing having a liberal member because, you know, we have six conservatives. I like to have a Supreme Court that hasn't, if you can't have one that's on your side, have an equal number. And by the way, before anyone comes up with this, oh, the Supreme Court's supposed to be non-political, give me a break. Listen, when, uh, who is it, Millard Fillmore, any of you recognize that name? No, very few people do. With the Dred Scott decision, he was begging a couple of the northern justices to support the majority opinion so that it would look like it was a majority opinion that was backed by both sides. The Supreme Court has been political since the beginning. Stop trying to pretend it's not political. It's always been political. It will always be political. You can't take the politics out of the person, okay? And, and, and if you try and pretend you did, you're, you're, you're just making things up. Anyway, um, we've got a situation right now with Russia where we're trying to deal with that. We have midterms coming up in another few months. President Biden and company need to make their case. They need to present it. I think they have, but uh, unfortunately, a lot of Americans listening to alternative news sources you know, don't believe it. And that's where we are. That's where we are. So anyway, um, that's, that's my podcast for the week. Um, I will very, very much try to make a podcast for next week. I've been feeling a lot better. Thank you for those of you who have been sending me messages of, of, of goodwill and, and wishing, wishing me well. I am very thankful, and I do. I, I, I value every listener. I know I don't, I don't get the type of hits that like Joe Rogan gets, you know, or um, a- anyone else on the podcast. You know, they, they, <laughs> they get like, you know, you had 250,000 listeners this week. I'm like, oh, I had 14 listeners last week. Oh, man, that's awesome. You know, but I don't care. I'm not, I'm not doing it to be... Listen, I, as I always say, I make no money off of this podcast. I make zero dollars. I don't do it for money. And I never will. I never will. I'll tell you what. You can record that part. If I had 100,000 people that are like, listen, we'll give you $50,000 you know, a month for the podcast... I'd be like, no, I'm, you know what, it doesn't, it doesn't matter to me. I don't need that money. I make enough money teaching that I'm happy with what I do. Um, you know, I mean, I would, I would like to maybe, you know, at some point, uh, you know, get on Rutgers radio with, uh, one of my buddies, my bestie, you know, to get, to get on the Rutgers radio and be the, uh, the Bubba and Booby show as we always joke around about, 
and put it on uh, Rutgers. Uh, it's 88.7, I believe. But let's, we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. Anyway, if you have questions, comments, concerns about everything or anything that I've said, um, my personal email is acheron2, A-C-H-E-R-O-N, the number two, at AOL.com. Yes, it is. It's been that since 1995 uh, when uh, none of my students were any anything more than a, a twinkle in their parents' eye. Um, or Antonius Optimus. Um, that's my Instagram, uh, and you can DM me there, and I will answer to everyone. I will. I have no problem with that. I'll answer to everyone. Well, send me that stuff, and uh, we'll go from there. But otherwise, I wish all of you a happy, healthy, and safe uh, rest of your week. Um, it's a short week for most people. Um, especially those involved in education. And uh, I, I hope that you all um, do well, okay? We're all in this together. We're all in this together, and I will never leave you. I am here no matter what. If you have problems, if you have issues, if you are a student, send something to me if you're having problems. Don't ever believe you are alone. This is something that I've been really emphasizing in my classes lately. You are not alone. I don't care how alone you feel. I don't care how alone you think you are. I don't care if everyone else in your life is telling you to go scratch. I don't care if no one's listening to you. Here's the bottom line. I am here. If you are desperate, if you are having issues, if you are at the point where you're like, you know what, life is just not, no, calm down, DM me, send a message, email me, I am here for you, and we will make it through, we will, we will make it through, I've been on the opposite end of a lot of issues in my life, I'm, I'm, I'm older, and unfortunately, I've had to deal with a lot of stuff. But I'll tell you this right now. You are loved. You are wanted. You are valued. And Ash is always here for you. So no matter what the issue, again, I don't care. That could be issues of gender identity. I know we've got that crap going on. I didn't even get into that with Texas and other states and Alabama. And they can all go screw off, okay? But whatever the issue is and wherever you are in the world, I am here for you. Talk to me. We can work something out. I will always reply to anyone who DMs me, who texts me, who, who sends an email, whatever the case is. I am here for you. And I want you to know that you are loved and you are valued. We have way too much hate in this world. Way too much hate in this world. We need more love. And the best thing I have been taught since I was little is that you lead by example. And so my example is this. I love you. Don't 
ever, ever lose hope. Again, I hope all of you, I'm sorry, I just went off a little bit though. I hope you have a wonderful week. Contact me with anything and I will do my best to post another podcast next week. Be happy, healthy, and safe. Bye-bye.